0: Welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over what to look for when you're buying a house at a pool and some things to note. And of course, you may not have had a pool before, so you may not know what you're looking at. So you may want to hire a certified swimming pool inspector, but I'll go over some of the basics for you here in this podcast and things to keep an eye out for. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale Account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. There are just so many aspects of a swimming pool that if you've never had one before and you're buying a house with a pool, it may be worth paying five or six hundred dollars to have a a special pool inspector look at it. And a lot of days you don't really hire a home inspector anymore to go to the house because it's a really a it's really a, a seller's market. And in the old days you would hire a home inspector. they would check everything out in the house, including the pool to some degree. but a lot of home inspectors aren't too well versed in the swimming pool. Some are more than others. and so this is something that you're going to have to decide on what you want when you buy the house at the pool. So the first thing you're going to look at, and I'll give you some tips here, just to generally look at these things, you're not going to be able to really do a deep inspection of them if you don't have any knowledge of it, but these are things you need to be aware of. And the first one is the most important, I think. It is the pool up to the local safety codes, meaning that there should be a five foot high wall around the backyard, either around the pool area or around the entire backyard with a locking gate. And this locking gate in California, at least in my area, should be reversed. So most gates will pull inwards. The gate for a pool should go outwards. And that's the safety feature. So you can put a lock on the outside of the gate. And also the doors need to have a spring on them. If you have a garage door, side door leading to the pool area, there needs to be a spring on there so it self-shuts on you. And this is also an important safety feature. So the door cannot remain open. It's going to shut. And then some areas may have some alarms that are necessary for close of escrow. You may need to put an alarm on the sliding glass door, put an alarm on the garage door. And these are things that are important to note. And check with your local area to see what needs to be done in order for the pool to pass the safety codes. Maybe the homeowner over the years, you know, modified things because once it passes inspection, no one goes back to the check again. So more than likely, the alarms have been removed. And maybe he even reversed the gate to close the other direction. So make sure you check those things. So those are the obvious things to look for. is any glaring safety issues with the pool itself as far as not having the right fencing or the right gates or locks or alarms around the pool area. Then you're going to move on to the pool surface itself or the pool finish or the plaster. However you want to refer to it. It may not be even be a plaster pool but people refer to it as a plaster pool a lot of, in a lot of cases, even if it's fiberglass or pebble tech. So you want to look at the surface of the pool, and you can see if the pool is, of course, working and functioning. You should be able to see the bottom. And if it's clean enough, you should be able to inspect it for any obvious chips or cracks in the plaster. If it's a pebble tech pool, it's probably not going to have any cracks or chips. Those are not as common. But just inspect the surface nonetheless to make sure there's no glaring problems like staining and things like that. You may not even know what you're looking for or looking at. So that's why I think it's good to hire a certified swimming pool inspector. You can ask the realtor to refer one to you or you can find one using Google. But they would know more or less what to look for in the surface of the pool more so than you glancing at it. But you can note any kind of cracks pretty easily yourself. And then you want to move on to the decking and the coping around the pool. The coping is usually that border around the pool edge. Where the tiles are and of course you can inspect the tiles and if they have like calcium buildup that's perfectly normal it's nothing it's not a defect or a problem that can be cleaned off with a proper a professional uh, bead blaster so beyond the white calcium buildup, you're looking for a cracked tiles or any damage to the tiles which is pretty easy to spot and since this is a seller's market you're probably not going to get the seller to fix anything you'll just know of any kind of defects ahead of time and as far as the coping and the deck you want to make sure that It's not anything weird going on there like you know one part of the deck is lifted up or protruding that could happen if it wasn't um, installed correctly or built correctly so you want to just look for any obvious weird things around the deck area some things you would notice maybe one section again elevated or some broken coping on the pool so those are all things to note again those are things you're probably gonna have to inherit and fix later but good to know the condition of that ahead of time. And so the overall look of the pool is not going to affect the fact that you can't close escrow on it because the pool has maybe a crack or something. Unless it's something structural, but all the minor stuff is going to be acceptable to the buyer. And then you go to the equipment. What well, needs to be running? Basically, it just needs to be functioning. It doesn't need to be newer equipment. And a lot of times, when you're doing a real estate deal for a client, you're going to just maybe put a used motor in there to get it running because. Mainly the requirement is that the pool is circulating and working. And as far as the equipment age and the condition of the equipment, again, all they want is, is the pool working for the, you know, the inspection for the escrow to close. And so you're looking at the pump, which is pretty much the heart of the system. You're looking for any kind of leaks or any kind of weird noises uh, indicating that the motor may be burning out. And again, the seller should have addressed this so that it is functioning to a point where they can sell the house. The filter has to be intact. And then the heater working or not working, that's kind of one of those borderline things. Maybe in a buyer's market, you would want to seller to fix it. But since it's a seller's market, the seller is probably not going to fix the heater and spend, you know, hundreds of dollars fixing it. So you're going to inherit it the way it is in most cases. So as long as the pool is running the filter and pump, that's good enough for most, you know, sellers and buyers to make the deal. And then after you buy the house, you're going to have to upgrade the equipment if necessary or fix things if necessary. One thing that the seller can do to help you out, usually they give you a home warranty on, you know, the things in the house, the water heater, the stove, things of that nature. And then they can add on a rider to that home warranty policy for the pool equipment. And it can go as far as the automation, the salt system, depending on how many items they want to add to it. The basic pool policy, I think, covers the pump, the heater and the filter, and maybe the automated system, I'm not sure But depending on what they have at the pool, you may not even know what an automated system is when you're looking at it. So you want to get the seller to purchase, you know, maybe even just a basic home warranty on the pool equipment if they can. And if they're really nice, they may purchase a more extensive warranty for you. And this warranty comes in handy during the first year. Whenever I take over a pool that's just been through a real estate transaction, I always ask the seller, oh, so when did you buy the house? And they say, oh, three months ago or two months ago. Then I ask them, oh, did the seller get a warranty on the pool equipment? A lot of them don't know if they did or not. So I have them look at the escrow papers. And so they rifle through the papers looking for, you know, the American Home Warranty Policy or some other company and look in there and see if it covers the pool equipment and what it covers. And if you are servicing that pool and let's say, five months down the road, the motor, the pump won't turn on and you know it's the motor, You would have the homeowner contact the warranty company and then they would come out for $65 or $75 and basically put a new or used motor on there. And the policies are kind of a gray area. A lot of times they can put a used motor on there and get away with it. So be aware of that fact. The filters usually are new if there's a problem with the filter. So if you buy the house with a filter and you notice the filter has a crack in it, the tank, they will generally come out and replace the filter. But just like anything else, getting in there to replace something is very difficult. And you have to jump through a lot of hoops for it to actually be under the warranty. For example, if the motor were to burn out and the person comes over there to change out the motor and they notice that on top of the pump, on the pipe coming out of the pump, the discharge has water leaking out of it, they're going to state that due to the fact that air was getting into the system, the pump was overheating, causing the motor to burn out and therefore they're not going to honor the home warranty. I had a rental property that I purchased, and the water heater had a pretty big dent. I'm not sure what the tenants did to it, but it was inside, and I later moved those outside because they were not in a very good location. But I put them outside into a water heater shed. And so I remember this incident because when I bought the house, the water heater did have the dent in it, like someone kicked it or something. And when they went to go do the home warranty because it wasn't working, the technician noted that the water heater had a dent. And therefore, since it had that dent, it must have been damaged and it was not under warranty. And I tried to fight it, but, you know, it's really hard to fight the warranty company. And you really have to go tooth and nail to get them to do that. And the same thing with the pool equipment. So if you do call the home warranty company, and this is a good side note for anyone listening. Let's say the pump or the motor stops working, I should say, on the pump. Make sure you make it clear to them that you didn't touch anything. Don't try to... Tinker with it, do anything to it, and make sure that you call it in right away so they get out there and fix it. And if they do say, well, this leak caused that problem, more than likely it didn't. It's just something that was existing, and that wouldn't really cause the motor to burn out, per se, unless you ran the pool with no water going in there for a long period of time, and it really overheated. But in most cases, don't tinker with it. Don't do anything to it. Just call them and let them look at it. And if they do give you a pushback saying that, you know, this this or that caused that to burn out so we can't cover it. Really push it because a new motor is pretty expensive and they're probably going to put a used one on it anyway, but in reality $65 for the service call to get a used motor put on is a lot better than having someone else do it, so it is worth it in that respect. And it's worth it for the fact that if something like the heater or the filter has a problem that generally they'll replace it and not give you a used one which will pay off in the long run. It's just peace of mind for the first year while you own the pool that if anything goes wrong, the home warranty company will come out and fix it or, you know, replace it or do something for you within reason. And again, a lot of them will try not to do it because it costs them money. But in the end, you can probably get them to do it if you really fight for it. So the equipment just needs to be running and operational. It doesn't need to be new. And so if you're selling your house, you just want to get something that's going to get it running. You don't wanna put a $1,500 variable speed pump on there because it's not not gonna make your money's worth by doing that, and most people won't do that anyway. But as long as it's operating and functioning, it's gonna be fine. And buying a home with a pool now is smart because if you try to get one built, it's gonna cost you a fortune. And there's like an eight-month waiting list here in Southern California. So it's better to buy a home with a pool already, already built, and you can remodel it, or replaster it, or whatever you wanna do with it later. But having a pool built from the ground up is really, really expensive nowadays. I would say it's, you know, you would be shocked at how expensive it is to have a pool built rather than paying a little bit of a premium to buy a house with a pool already existing. And back in the day, maybe two or three years ago, buying a house with a pool was something that no one really wanted. They didn't really want the existing pool. It didn't really add a lot of value to the home. But now, since pools are so expensive, having a pool in your home and selling it you're gonna get a lot more money for it than when you didn't have a pool and I was talking to a realtor recently and he said that the most search word on Zillow was swimming pool and so if you have a pool right now and you're thinking about selling your house it'll probably be highly coveted for sure and if you're a buyer looking for a pool I really recommend getting a certified pool swimming pool inspector they're certified because they know everything about the equipment they can troubleshoot or not troubleshoot sorry they could look at the automated system They can test everything. They can't really open up equipment and look at it, but they can visually check it, listen for noises, and basically give you a good assessment of the surface, you know, how many years are left on it, the quality of the surface, those kind of things that you should know about when you buy the house. I wouldn't say it's going to break the deal, but you're going to know that, you know, if he says, hey, you know, this pool surface is really old, you got to replaster. You may want to Google how much it costs to replaster a 15,000 or 20,000 gallon pool, so you have an idea of what you're looking at two or three years down the line. He'll give you an assessment of the equipment and it'll tell you that this filter has four years left on it. This pump and motor probably is going to need to be upgraded next year. And you're going to need to know this so you can check out the prices and see where you want to be with you know the pool equipment and the pool itself and all the money you have to invest in it. That way, after escrow closes, you're not going to be blindsided by you know a fifteen dollars or $1,800 new pump install bill because you didn't know about it. So it's definitely worth paying, again, to have someone look at the pool. Not that the seller is going to do anything in this market, but at least you're going to know if everything is operating correctly and you'll have more peace of mind going forward with the deal. The pool is a big aspect of the house and of the house value now, like I just mentioned. And so you want to make sure that you keep it up, keep the value of your house by making sure that the pool is maintained and that it's going to be something going forward. It's not going to cost you a lot of money. Um, right off the bat, with any kind of problems, and the inspector will let you know basically the lifespan of all the equipment and what you're looking for in the future, what you're looking at in the future for replacement costs and things like that, right now, so that you have that information. I think the biggest mistake you can make as a home buyer with a pool is to go in there and look at it casually and, and blindly, kind of, and not really pay attention to all the aspects of the pool and the costs associated with replastering, resurfacing. Repairing the equipment, replacing the equipment—all of that is something that you really need to be aware of when you buy the house. Going in blind is definitely something you don't want to do with a house with a pool. And doing your due diligence, doing your research, is the best way to protect your investment because a house is a serious investment, and a house with a pool is a big investment also. And if you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, you can go to my website swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner, click that podcast icon, and there'll be a drop-down menu of all the other podcasts I recorded. And if you want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at PoolGuyCoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining there, including a discount on your general liability insurance. You can learn more at PoolGuyCoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show.